Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Congratulations, true crime addicts. We've survived another week. It is Friday, June 2nd, 2023. This week, Hyde is busted. Uh, an Australian war hero. Uh, turns out to be a war criminal. And as far as Elizabeth Holmes is concerned, khaki is the new black. All this and more. Stay tuned. Yes. Super excited. We are all pumped to have James Author Renner. James Renner. That James Renner has zeroed in. James Renner once again drops a bombshell. Investigative journalist Renner. reporter James Renner, who's been James on the podcast Renner. a long time. By friend a All right, we got lots to get to this week, but first of all, there's three more weeks, just three weeks, just three short weeks to pre-order your copy of my new book, Little Crazy Children, which is about the unsolved murder of Lisa Pruitt. It's a doozy. It's about a bunch of high school kids who hijack a murder investigation. Check it out. And now if I can hit my deadlines, I'm going to have a true crime book out um, every year for the next like three years. So you know, lots more coming. This is the first There'll be, there'll be two more right behind it, so check it out, please. Um, man, it is hot in the studio tonight. I gotta get some AC up in this, up in this town. It's finally summer in Akron, Ohio. Um, all right, top story. Danny Masterson was found guilty in court this week of raping two women early in his career. Now, Danny Masterson's mostly known for playing the stoner Hyde on the show That 70s Show. Masterson is also a member of the Scientology cult, which kind of played into this whole thing. Prosecutors alleged that Scientology was one of the reasons why the victims took so long to come forward. According to Variety, prosecutor Ariel Anson said, quote, the church taught his victims that rape isn't rape, that you can cause this, and above all, you aren't allowed to go to law enforcement, end quote. Now, listen to what Masterson's lawyer said in response to this, by the way. Uh, his lawyer said, quote, a woman has an absolute right to say no. Sounds good, right? But uh, here's the full quote. A woman has an absolute right to say no, but, you know, you know it's going to be bad when, when it's followed with but. Nothing after that can be any good. Here's the full quote. But. When the no comes 16 years, 17 years later, that's a very, very scary scenario. Master Masterson uh, was accused of raping and drugging these three women at his Hollywood Hills home between 2001 and 2003. Now, the jury convicted him of two of those three rapes, 
but they could not reach a verdict in the third, uh, which involved a woman who was a girlfriend at the time. It was clear by Masterson's reaction in court that he thought he was going to go home that day, but he was immediately handcuffed and led out of the courtroom. He faces 30 years to life in prison. Now, to put that in perspective, if, if Masterson is sentenced to 30 years, Fox could be making a show called That 2020s Show when he gets out. They're right now doing That 90s Show. That's, they're doing a span of about 30 years. They'd be doing a show about right now when he got out 30 years from now. So he's possibly in there for a long, long time. Scientology issued statements about his conviction, which aren't worth reading, because L. Ron Hubbard believed it was fair game to lie to journalists. In Scientology, journalists are, or at least were, known as, quote, suppressive people, suppressive personalities due to, you know, asking questions about the sci-fi author who founded a religion, which, which now involves many, many people. Um, <clears throat> you know, I, as a reporter, uh, I actually went undercover into Scientology here in Cleveland. That was like 15 years ago. It was a really interesting experience. I did the whole audit thing, which felt like brainwashing, but it got rid of a migraine, which is cool, I guess. Uh, I did some of the Purif where you were sitting in a, like a sauna, which is what the studio feels like right now. Um, where you're sitting in a sauna trying to like sweat out your toxins. I never heard about the aliens, but I, I didn't go very far. Hey, I got to tell you, next top story here. I got to tell you about an interesting case out of Australia. This is kind of off the radar here in the States, but it's a really interesting case and pretty big in Australia. I'm talking about Ben Robert Smith, who lost a defamation case this week against several Australian newspapers. Who is Ben Robert Smith and why is this such a big deal, you ask? <laughs> I'm going to tell you. I wouldn't have mentioned it if I wasn't going to tell you. According to The Guardian, Ben Robert Smith is Australia's most decorated living soldier. He was seen as a war hero for his actions during the war in Afghanistan. Essentially, this guy is like the Australian version of Chris Kyle, along with all the problems that come with that. Robert Smith received several medals. He was also named Father of the Year of all of Australia. But then, in 2018, the Sydney Morning Herald and the Canberra Times published a series of articles alleging that this decorated hero had committed a number of war crimes. The articles alleged that Robert Smith kicked a handcuffed prisoner off a cliff in 2012. When the prisoner didn't die, he ordered a subordinate to shoot and kill the man. Papers also reported that in 2009, Robert Smith ordered the killing of an elderly man his unit found hiding in a tunnel. He also claimed he was involved in the murder of a disabled man. It gets worse. After this disabled man was killed, his unit reportedly used the man's prosthetic leg as a beer stein. Not for nothing, but killing a guy and using his fake leg as a beer stein is about as metal as you get. So Robert Smith essentially knew what he did, right? Like he knew what he did. He knew the papers got it right. And then he had the audacity to sue them for defamation because he was afraid of his, um, his public image. He, he, you know, it was, it was quite a gamble. Essentially, uh, what this does is it proves the papers 
were right and he is in fact a war criminal. But it doesn't mean he's going to jail. This is a civil court after all. But I wouldn't be surprised now after this verdict that criminal charges could be coming from that. And and here's the here's the best part. You know, when the jury announced this decision, he wasn't even in court. He was sitting on a beach in Bali. That's how seriously he took this whole thing. So fuck that guy, right? He could be ordered to pay $35 million to cover court costs for these newspapers, though. So um, justice is coming for this guy. Also in Australia this week, a lot of stories from down under. Um, an inquest into the disappearance of Marion Barter continued with testimony from suspect Rick Bloom. Uh, again, this is another big case in Australia, not so well known in the U.S. Unless you listen to the podcast, The Lady Vanishes. Pretty, pretty popular podcast. It's been downloaded like 16 bazillion times or whatever. Here's the story, in, in case you are unfamiliar. A 51-year-old teacher from Queensland named Marion Barter disappeared under mysterious circumstances in 1997. She was a mother of two, married, divorced three times. She won a Teaching Excellence Award in 1996. Then in 1997, she sold her home very quickly for about $165,000 promptly changed her name to Florabella Ramacle. Now, if you're going to go with a fake name, maybe choose something like uh, Helen Smith or like Heather Brown. Uh, Florabella Ramacle, that sounds like a made It sounds like something from Harry Potter. Bad idea. Anyway, she got a passport under this new name. She never told her friends or family that she changed her name, by the way. She resigned from teaching. And she said, told everybody she was going to travel for like a year and then she was going to find a job in England. She last spoke to her daughter on August 1st, 1997 and was never heard from again. Police back home wouldn't list it as a potential homicide because it looked like she simply wanted to start a new life somewhere, which is not illegal. But time went on and on and she never contacted her kids and people began to wonder. And during that time, like her, her parents died. Her son died by suicide, I believe. Anyways, her, her son did pass um, and she didn't show up for that. So, you know, people began to think that maybe that this wasn't just somebody starting a new life. Then in August 2020, the uh, New South Wales coroner began an inquest finally. Now, an, a coroner's inquest is kind of like a trial, but there are really no criminal charges connected to it. It allows the coroner to interview witnesses and suspects on record. So the inquest uncovered evidence suggesting that a man named Rick Bloom was one of the last people to see Marion. And this is important because Bloom has quite the past that could be pretty uh, relevant to what happened to Marion. Um, Bloom admitted to two brief affairs with Marion, by the way. One occurred in the 60s, and then again, they hooked up in 1997, around the time of her disappearance. Here's where it gets interesting. Like I said, four women came forward to testify at the inquest that Bloom also tried to seduce them over the years in order to get at their money. He would court these women and then persuade them to give him hundreds of thousands of dollars. And then he'd, you know, one day just like uh, Irish goodbye, you know, just disappear. And then he'd do it again with somebody else. Bloom maintains that Marion is alive somewhere under a different name and he has nothing to do with her disappearance. He says, quote, people have made up their minds after hearing the podcast. 
end quote, according to The Guardian. He's 84 years old now, and time is of the essence. The inquest continues today. So check that out. Very interesting developing cases out of Australia. And uh, lots more to come. I've, I've got to tell you about Elizabeth Holmes, a new digs in prison, um, and uh, an update with Army Hammer, all this and more after the break. I'll be back in two and two. Don't go anywhere. Please hang up and try again. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Hi, I'm Alexa Doubt with The Porchlight Project, a new nonprofit dedicated to funding DNA testing and genetic genealogy for cold cases in the state of Ohio. For our first case, we assisted the Cuyahoga Falls Police Department funding new DNA tests on evidence from the 1987 unsolved murder of 17-year-old Barbara Blatnick. That information was given to expert genealogists who traced the genetic markers to a man named James Zastonic, who was arrested in May of 2020 and charged with Barb's murder. Our goal at the Porchlight Project is to entirely fund three to four cold case investigations every year. Each new case costs about $6,000 to complete, which is a small price to pay for closure. The Porchlight Project relies on generous donations from the public. Even $5 can help us solve a murder. For more information on how to help, please visit porchlightonline.org. And we're back with The Bionic Woman, starring Lindsay Wagner. Some cold case updates for you. Uh, No charges for Army Hammer. Army Hammer, the uh, famous actor in Baking Soda Box, is totally off the hook. The New York Times is reporting that L.A. County's DA office 
will not seek criminal charges against Army Hammer following a lengthy investigation into rape allegations. This all started uh, back in March 2021 when a woman in her 20s held a press, press conference and claimed that Hammer uh, had raped her for more than four hours, slamming her head against the wall and bruising her face. Following this conference, several other women came forward, as they do, claiming they too had affairs with Hammer and that he would send them creepy texts that verged into cannibalistic talk. One text allegedly sent by Hammer says, quote, you just live to obey and be my slave. If I wanted to cut off one of your toes and keep it with me in my pocket so I always had a piece of you in my possession? Mm. Um, I don't know that that line has ever worked. I'm certainly not going to try it. But uh, that, that was his thing. Uh, other texts echoed this idea of biting off of, uh, pieces of, of women and uh, you know, keeping them as, as trophies or, or eating them. Um, after these allegations came to light, also, by the way, you have to be pretty damn attractive to, to, <laughs> to send texts like that, right? Man, uh, weird. After these allegations came to light, Hammer was blacklisted by Hollywood. Now that he's cleared, will they welcome him back in? Probably not likely. People have done it before. Look at Fatty Arbuckle, right? I mean, it sets a certain precedent, but um, I'd say it's it's pretty it's a, it's a long shot. As Fitz, as my buddy Fitzgerald said, there are no second acts in American lives. On Tuesday, a California appeals court decided that Leslie Van Houten should be released on parole after serving 52 years in prison. Who's Leslie Van Houten? Well. She was a disciple of Charles Manson, not a good guy. If, if you're just getting up to speed on the Charles Manson stuff, he was a bit of a jerk, suffice to say. And, and she participated in the murders of Lino and Rosemary LaBianca, smearing their blood on the walls of their home in an attempt to start a race war in L.A. that would bring about the end of the world. Van Houten was sentenced to death, but the death penalty was overturned in the 70s, and then her sentence was commuted to life in prison. She's now 73 years old. She claims she was saturated, sat absolutely saturated in psychedelics during the murders, and that she and the others were obeying Manson's will. The court now believes she has shown insight and remorse and is no longer a danger to society, according to Court TV. Uh, what do you think? You know, she served 52 years. She's now a 73-year-old woman. Obviously, she's not going to go out and kill anybody else. Should she be let out? <clears throat> I don't know. She killed two people. She's admitted to it. And pretty brazen, violent attack. I'd probably sign to let her out, you know? Um, not much more she can do. She's got to live with what she did for the rest of her life. That's what happens when you go sane in prison. So, I don't know. What's, what's to lose there? Elizabeth Holmes, former CEO of Theranos, who I think was the bad guy in the last Avengers movie, uh, reported to prison on Tuesday to begin serving an 11-year sentence for defrauding investors with her magical blood testing device, according to People.com. Now, here's, some, here's the lowdown 
On Elizabeth's new living situation, I was curious, so I looked into it. She's at a federal prison camp called Camp Bryan in Texas, a minimum security all-female prison for white-collar criminals. She's going to share a cell with three other women. Prisoners there are responsible for cleaning their cells and making their beds, mopping the floors, things like that. She has to wear khaki all day, khaki uniform, which is punishment in itself. She'll be assigned a big sister, kind of like in a sorority, but with less booze. She can work jobs earning between 23 cents and $1.15 an hour. And one of these jobs they can work there, by the way, is working as a telemarketer. Like, how perfect is that? Like, that's why they're such a-holes, right, that you have to deal with them. It's because they're sitting in prison. Um, I, I didn't know that. Uh, tradition dictates that Elizabeth will probably do a 90-day stint in the kitchen before she starts any other work. The prison library already has a copy of Bad Blood, the book about her rise and fall, according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, you know, just get rid of you know, that. That's a little too much. Like, send that book away. A little weird news. I want to talk to you a little bit about this uh, letter that's popped up in the Petito Laundry drama. Um, Gabby Petito's parents are suing Brian Laundry's parents, claiming they, that Laundry's, that Brian's folks knew that their son had killed Gabby and were actively working to um, help him flee. Now, the crux of the case is this undated letter that was written by Brian's mother to her son. It was found in his backpack after he died by suicide. The letter is titled, quote, Burn After Reading. Here's, I'm going to read you a little passage. This is how it begins. I just want you to remember, I will always love you. And I know you will always love me. You are my boy. Nothing can make me stop loving you. Nothing will or could ever divide us, no matter what we do or where we go or what we say. We will always love each other. If you're in jail, I will bake a cake with a file in it. If you need to dispose of a body, I will bring, I will show up with a shovel and garbage bags. The letter also contains a stamped mockingbird image from a book. This, this image comes from a book that Brian enjoyed reading by uh, Chuck Palahniuk. Uh, the book is called Lullaby. That's the writer of Fight Club, by the way. Uh, this, but it's this other novel called Lullaby, which is about a newspaper reporter who discovers a lullaby that can kill anyone who listens to it. And then he sets out on a cross-country trip with a young woman Sound familiar? Yes, indeed. Um, unco you should go to Uncovered.com. I have the link in my liner notes. They kind of break this whole thing down. Um, but again, here's another question. Did Brian's mother do anything wrong by writing this letter of support to her son? You know, if, if my kid was in trouble, something like this, you know, would I, you know, would I bake him a cake and put a file in it? Probably not. I, you know, I'd, I'd want him to... I would get him a damn fine attorney, though, you know, but I think he would have to acknowledge what he did, you know, but um, what, wouldn't, what wouldn't you do for your kid? You know, I don't think necessarily there's anything, anything too wrong here, nothing that, that we've seen so far. Um, over to pop culture. Uh, I got to get some stingers, right? Like when I say pop culture, there should be like some sound that goes, wah, 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 wah. 
Something like that. I don't know. Or maybe the, the Law and Order. Dun, dun. Uh, pop culture. Uh, there's this new show on Netflix called Victim Backslash Suspect. Victim Suspect. Here's the write-up. Young women tell the police they've been sexually assaulted, but instead of finding justice, they are charged with the crime of making false reports. They're arrested and even imprisoned by the system they believed would protect them. These women go to the police, say, I've been assaulted, and then the male police say, eh, I don't believe you. I think you're making this up. We're going to charge you uh, instead. So trigger warning there. That's going to be tough to watch. And over on ID, we've got the curious case of Natalia Grace. It's a three-night event that began May 29th. Uh, the Barnetts, here's the write-up people, uh, 2010 family, uh, they, they adopted this girl, Natalia, an alleged six-year-old Ukrainian orphan, but she but turned into a nightmare when they learned she was not who she says she is. Natalia wreaked havoc on her new family when they discovered she was actually an adult with a rare bone growth disorder. Not really a six-year-old kid, but an adult. Super creepy. However, new evidence says maybe the Barnett family holds blame, which ignited an investigation that led to the parents' arrest and a firestorm of questions. Very interesting. I want to know more. Um, check that out. And finally, let's go to the bookshelf. I've got a new book this week. Um, at the uh, True Crime Fest in northwest Arkansas that was put together by my uh, friend LaDonna Humphrey, I met some other writers. One of them was a woman named Nita Gould, uh, who has this book out. And it's expertly researched, true crime, as good as it gets. And not many people know about it. It was published by a small press, so you should look into it, please. The title is Remembering Ella. And here's the write-up. In November 1912, you know who Nita reminds me of? Is Harper Lee. She's like a real-life Harper Lee, even though Harper Lee was also real-life, right? But she's like a living Harper Lee. Um, in November 1912, 18-year-old Ella uh, Barham was raped, murdered, and dismembered in broad daylight in rural Boone County, Arkansas. Authorities swiftly charged a neighbor, Otis Davidson, with the crime, and mob violence was threatened. But was Otis really guilty? And if so, did he act alone? The murder sent shockwaves through the Ozarks and nation and opened a window into the meaning of community and due process of law during a time of change within the Arkansas justice system. Davidson's appeal is cited as a precedent in numerous court cases, and his brief was reviewed by the attorneys in Georgia who prepared Leo Frank's appeal to the U.S. Supreme Court in 1915. This is a deep dive into Ozark history with a specific case, this Otis Davidson and uh, Ella Barham. And Nita is a distant relation of Ella's, by the way. So this is, this is really good, folks. You should check it out. Remembering Ella. And, um, and that's it, guys. It's the weekend. So go celebrate. Do something fun. In the words of the incomparable Murray Saul, that means it's time we got to, 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 get down, damn it. True Crime This Week is a Fearful Symmetry production. Photo and artwork are licensed through Shutterstock. If you like the cut of my jib, I have another podcast you might enjoy called The Philosophy of Crime, in which I attempt to solve the big questions behind our true crime obsession by looking to philosophy for answers.
Thank you for listening. I'll see you next week. Sit, Brownie, sit. Good dog. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.